Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the WLG Discussion Lab podcast, a platform initiated by Whaling Gallery, where we share insights and hold conversations surrounding contemporary art. Welcome back, everyone, to the WLG podcast. I'm Amanda, and I'll be hosting today's episode. Right now, I'm on a call with artist Tongzi Li, who is currently showing his new and really exciting series of work at Whaling Gallery KL under a solo exhibition entitled "It's Been a While and I'm Finally Here." Hi, Zali. How are you? Hi, Amanda. Thank you for inviting for this lovely podcast. Um, yes, I'm currently in Penang right now. Thank you so much for being here with us. Well, before we start, here's a little bit about Tang Zali. His interdisciplinary practice focuses on the body as a vehicle to narrate stories surrounding gender, queer identities, and beauty. The bodies portrayed in his paintings and sculptures represent his personal, perpetual struggle of trying to understand his true identity. Zili was one of two artists who were selected to participate in the first edition of the WLG Incubator Young Artist Mentorship Program in 2020. The WLG Incubator is an initiative by Whaling Galleries that was launched as a platform to highlight and collaborate on projects with emerging Malaysian artists. The mentorship provides the opportunity for emerging artists such as Zali to be advised and guided by an established artist. In Zali's case, Ivan Lam was his mentor during the six-month program. This new series is an extension of Zali's experimentations surrounding the themes that he has always drawn to. Now, let's hear from the artist himself. So Zuli, we understand that LGBTQ issue is one of the major things that you are concerned with in your practice. Were you ever hesitant about showing works that talk about this theme, considering how it may be perceived in Malaysia, and how did you overcome that fear? Um, well, I think from um, the period that I'm making these works, I do not feel that. I should run away to show these kind of works, um, you know, for the public, for the gallery spaces. Um, certainly, to me, I I have acknowledged that fear is part of the journey, is part of the process to show the works. Uh, that is actually the the best remedy for me because uh, with fear, it's like you know, creating certain. Uh, question in my head, you know, why do I feel scared to show? Is there any reason? Is there any uh, experience, you know, that um, kind of like push me to show this kind of works? And uh, maybe also I know that I'm going to make queer art only, so I know that I can't have an excuse not showing. The works I have to push myself, keep pushing myself to show these kind of works, and hope that I can be a role model. You know, one day, that telling the younger generation that do not feel shy to show these kind of works, and also we know we know what uh, era we are living in now. So there are social medias, there are TVs, there are like 
so many programs that are supporting queer identities. So do not let those stop us to show these kind of works. So I have this habit of, you know, <laughs> just push myself and yeah, just keep producing these kind of works. Thank you, Zili. That's very encouraging. And in fact, it's such a beautiful process of turning your fear into something positive, which I think all of us should keep in mind. And may I ask, Zili, if you had any particular inspiration behind the series? I guess this is uh, a new way for me to look at my works. Because I think the process uh, was quite interesting for me uh, it's just only visual observations because um, I work from image to painting and I start interpreting the body through my drawings and also through the colors the monotone colors so I I observe a lot every time I paint each of them and I think that is the major work that I'm, I'm, I'm actually liking and also keep on developing. That mainly influenced from um, Pablo Neruda's poems that I used to read a lot about and it's about love but when he writes on love he was writing on the journey, the relationship you know, about love and I was only you know feel to observe how he writes his poems. So I also feel like observing how I paint my paintings. So that is that is what uh, the motivation, yeah. Nice. I also love Pablo Nurinda's poems. He's one of my favorite poets. So what about the color choice in this series? Why does the color pink feature so predominantly? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, for this series, uh, the pink is more dominant. Uh, I, I find pink is stronger language compared to the previous series of works. And I'm quite liking it now more, why I paint pink. And also the, the color scheme of pink is so rich that I, I just enjoy, you know, enjoy making them and also enjoy showing them that, see, pink is not... Uh, a shallow color sometimes it could be a, a color with meanings because of the tonalities of pink it creates different stories so i i, I look through this tonality of pink that i was working with and uh, I, i'm very satisfied with that ton tones that i create yeah. Thanks, Ali. So far, we've talked about you, uh, your themes, your inspiration, and also the colors in your work. But I know that your work has always been experimental. For example, during the mentorship program, you explored the idea of using human hair and even the orange peel as part of your works. But can you tell me more about what evolution or developments took place in the making of this new series? What did you learn throughout the process? Uh, well, the previous series, um, those combinations of different mediums and also different paintings, um, it's, it's a start to create uh, the current series of paintings. It's a, it's a language 
to begin. So I I spent like of course more than three years time to build those series. And for this series, which is the current show, um, is something that I think that is a anchored work, more more anchored because uh, it's a major work that I explore with uh, Soviet and also um, with more sculptural form. And uh, I think that is the, the difference from the previous series and also with the current series. But I, I would say that uh, both are my favorites still. <laughs> Although the language is slightly, you know, a little bit different and some is quite strong, some is like more major. So there is a two different characters to me, but somehow plays the performance in my studios, in my artworks. So I am very, I'm very satisfied with, with these results that I've been spending time on working with this. Yeah. Thank you, Zili. I agree with you that each series does have its own particularity and one of the most interesting materials adopted in this series, as you said, is a serviette or a toilet paper as well as plastic containers. So a little bit of spoiler, Zili actually developed paper pulp out of the toilet paper and used it to envelope um, all the plastic containers that he had combined before and this of course gave birth to new forms which uh, we can consider as sculptures. So Zili, why these materials in the first place? Um, not so much of um, reasoning behind the choice of Tupperware and also Serviette. Uh, but I, I use Tupperware because um, it's been actually piling up in my kitchen for quite a long time and I saw there's a there's a way that I could use the spaces inside the Tupperwares or, or I would say the tapao packages and I tried to you know take a few molds from there for the start and it turns out to be quite well initially I was like hmm will this work of it will, will actually work or not because it looks really like a Tupperware packages, you know. So I, 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 I just keep on working on it and I started to take the forms, the shapes and play with the, you know, dimensional spaces that I could uh, create the sculpture with. So I just started doing that and, you know, duplicated more and more and more until that I can make a large piece that I think that is considered a work to me because I was like working with a smaller amount but I feel it's not enough and but when I keep on producing it and duplicate until it becomes really a lot then I feel yes this is the work that I want to work with and um, with Soviet because it's a medium that um, actually being used in paper making, and also uh, I know the technique of uh, preparing papers from the organic forms or from the organic materials, but this one is with serviette instead. So I work with that. So it takes the result quite well from the Tupperwares. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm quite satisfied 
because the, the the shape that I wanted and also the texture that I wanted is, you know, revealing itself you know, on the surface. And also, yeah, with the colors, also it works well because the serviette actually can take the color pigment better. Um, if I use an organic material, then I have to use uh, organic dyes. I have to prepare and cook those material myself. <laughs> so it would be a different technique. Well, for this is serviette. Serviette is uh, is quite quite fun to play with, although it's not ex not really existing to use in art making but I at least try and I'm able to turn it into an art material to use yeah very interesting and thanks for explaining so just to give our audience here an idea some of the sculptures in the series resemble primitive face masks what are you trying to say through their forms and why is that instead of a mask one of the sculptures was made into a clock instead uh well Actually, even the faces turned out turned turned out to be very interesting to me. Um, I did not think that I would actually make mask initially. Uh, as I progressed working with the you know the Tupperwares packages, I find that uh, I could use it to make something more three D for faces. So that that becomes like okay a series of work that I can work with which is only faces. And um, uh, how it was perceived that uh, initially is quite like, you know, a modern faces I want to paint, but slowly, slowly it becomes more primitive. It looks primitive. Maybe because it's a texture that creates that, um, you know, surface that to be understood, it is, looks more primitive. So I think maybe it can be can be argued but to me i think i did not have the intention to you know turn turn it to become very primitive but i i do have a certain uh, attraction or maybe studies about primitivism so maybe because that so it shows in the in the series of the mask but it is a face mask and also there's the other piece is the piece is the clock with the, without any characters of the face so that is quite um, quite actually hard to do because like I want to leave it like no eyes no nose no mouth but it's only the clock that is moving but you know it still is a face so um, the clock is sort of like a relationship with the with the time that I've been spending on these Tupperwares and also this uh, Soviet, you know, making. So I guess, yeah, that that is a kind of like a part of the series. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure that you've learned a lot about Tang Zeli's new series of works that is currently showing at Weiling Gallery. As the last question for today, I would like to ask Zeli, what do you actually hope that the public will take away from this new series? Um, de definitely acknowledge acknowledge the existence of you know of making them because the experience of you know making them are different and also they are special because this series are major with the sculptural form that made from Soviets or tissue papers 
So, yeah, I, I like people to acknowledge it and also see and experience, you know, it themselves that, you know, art is uh, full of possibilities and art is powerful when it comes to different medium, you know, or maybe a different transformation. Thank you. And one more thing. Are there any artistic or musical projects that you are currently working on and are able to speak about to us? Oh, well, I'm working on the new series of paintings uh, that is uh, preparing for Art Expo KL this year. And also for music, I'm producing some new songs. Uh, which is in Malay and also, yeah, look forward to these projects. Um, they are, of course, very connected to each other, painting and music both. And also I've been making a lot of YouTube videos. You can check it out if you like to, which is uh, Million Queer Time Studio, or maybe Million Queer Studio. So you can find my singing over there. I do my recorded singing over there. And also on TikTok, um, well, some, some, you know, just acting, some lousy acting I do. <laughs> and also, well, most of them are actually music, music that I'm doing in TikTok. Yeah, feel free to come and visit. Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of our discussion for today. I would like to say thank you once again for Tang Lee for sharing about your really exciting new series. Do follow Zali on his social media accounts and for those of you who haven't had the chance to view his works, you don't want to miss this. So book your appointment by calling the gallery or simply send us a DM. Take care guys. Thank you. Thank Thank you for listening to our podcast. On our next episodes, we will be sharing more topics related to art and collecting. So, be sure to follow us to find out more. See you!